What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This week on the show, some pop culture news, a review of the Mitchells vs. the Machines, and we read fortune cookies. It's the last day of May, 2021, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone, and thanks for listening. My name is Evan, and I'm joined as always by my two co-hosts, Linnea. Hello. And Brian. Hello. So let's start off this week with sharing some pop culture news. Who would like to go first? I can go first. So what's yours? Mine is that, so on May 21st, I think, the game Miitopia uh, was released on the Nintendo Switch. So tell us more about Miitopia. So, have either of you heard of Tamadachi Life? I have, and Dad has not. So it was like, it's an old Nintendo Switch game, right? It's like, I think so. It's not a Nintendo Switch game, actually. Well, yeah, you have, so you have these little Miis, there's these little people called Miis that you create, and then you, like, have them all live in a village together, and it was kind of just like a life simulation game. So now they've kind of, they've taken that and they've turned it into, like, a fantasy role-playing game, and so that's what Miitopia is. I'm pretty sure Miitopia was already released on a separate console. Yeah. But now it's just been brought to the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. I think they, like, added some, like, updates to it, too, and stuff. So, yeah, Miis are basically just Nintendo's little characters that you can design. It's, like, avatars in other video games. They're just basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. You can use them in, in a bunch of their games and get stuff sometimes, play with them. Just that sort of stuff. Yeah. Who's going next? I guess I'll go next. So, mine was actually brought up to me by my sister, Linnea. So her, bra- her dad brought up to me. <laughs> yeah. So there is a My Hero Academia game that has been released on the App Store. So I've, I've been playing it a lot, actually. So I know a bit about it. And basically, it's just a fighting game, mainly. You go on missions and you fight villains. Yeah. So My Hero Academia is a pretty popular anime from nowadays. 
where it's just the society of people with a bunch of superpowers. Some are not that cool, and some are super cool. And they made a game about it. <laughs> and you're enjoying it? Yeah, I would say it's pretty fun. Linnea doesn't like it that much because there's not much of a story besides fighting people. I was just going to say, is there a point to the game? Do you Yeah, I, I like it more if it was like a story and there's like character development. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just like a fighting game. Right now, I'm just focusing on getting all the characters. Yeah, he's, you're treating it like a Pokemon game where you're just trying to catch all the characters. <laughs> True. I just want all the characters. All right. Well, I'll go next. So my news is that tomorrow, June 1st, 2021, Lego Masters 2 is going to be out. I don't know if, if any of you are into Legos as much as I am. I love building <laughs> Legos. But uh, there was a show last year called Lego Masters, and they had a bunch of teams on building stuff. And now there's going to be a second season, which comes out tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day it came out. Yep, June 1st, 2021. Lego Masters is a pretty cool show. Yeah, I had fun watching it. A lot of people complained about the host. His name is Will Arnett. He was the voice of Lego Batman. We've talked about him. Uh, he does lots of voiceovers. and people. Some people complained about him. I, I thought he was fine because it's kind of a silly show. I mean, <laughs> a show about Legos? Yeah, come on. But anyway, <laughs> he didn't bother me at all. I, I liked him. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it. It's on regular old TV. you got to tune into Fox to watch it. So, oh, TV. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> who, who watches old-time TV these days? Now? I know. Who does? We like to stream everything, don't we? Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll have to remember to... Tune into that if we want to watch it. So that's my news of the week. Now on to our main topic. Today we'll be reviewing the Netflix animated sci-fi comedy movie, The Mitchells vs. the Machines. The movie was produced by Sony Pictures Animation and was directed by Mike Randa. The movie features the voices of Abby Jacobson, Danny McBride, Maya Rudolph, Olivia Coleman, and Fred Armisen, just to name a few. I don't know any of those guys. The movie tells the story of Katie Mitchell, a girl heading off to college, and the road trip she and her family take across the country. On the way, they visit landmarks, try to repair family relationships, and, oh yeah, the world gets taken over by robots bent on eliminating all humans. The movie was a hit, with an approval rating of 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics liked the movie thanks to the feel-good family story. So, now on to questions. What do you think of the family relationships in this movie? I guess I'll start off. <laughs> Probably my favorite relationship out of everybody's is the mother and the sons. Because they're, they're more side characters. It's more of just Katie and her father. But I, I really like the mother and the son's relationship. Throughout the whole movie, they're trying to get the family closer. They're working together. Yeah, I, I really like that. Speaking of the son, what did you think of his voice? Weren't we, weren't we all commenting that we thought his voice yeah, sounded his too voice old? Yeah, super old. Because he looked like a... So Katie is going off to college, so she's 18. He looked like, what, maybe 12? Yeah, he looked like my age. But he sounded like an old... He didn't sound like that, but I mean... <laughs> he sounded like a guy trying to be yeah, a young guy. Yeah, that, that was my one quibble. I liked all the voices, but his his just didn't quite fit for me. Um, that would be my one quibble. Uh, yeah, as for relationships, I... It was fine, yeah. I think uh, I think the father daughter relationship was good. Linnea, do you uh, do you despise me when I make fun of your movies? <laughs> <laughs> You've never made fun of my movies. No, no, I'm not. I'm. I hope I'm not like the dad in that movie. I 
I like the mother and the son relationship more because I feel like the father-daughter relationship is more of just a normal movie thing. Yeah, like like maybe you've seen it before. Yeah. yeah. It feels like just one of the tropes that you've probably seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. I really, really like... I really like the relationship between the sister and the brother because they're not just, like, always fighting all the time like you see in most movies. They're actually, like, getting along and being friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they work together. They're looking out for each other. I think the brother likes to be in her movies, right? He probably worships her a little, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you like your older sister, Evan? No, I absolutely despise her. Aww. She's horrible. Don't say She's that. She's a demon. <laughs> that makes me sad. Aww. Just kidding. I think you two get along really well. So for our next question, do you think the plot is more about the robot apocalypse or about the family slowly growing closer? I think it's more about the family growing closer. Yeah, the robot apocalypse just seems like the background of the story. It's the dad and the daughter trying to reconnect, and it just happens to be during an apocalypse. And we won't go into too many spoilers about what happens because it's a new movie, so we don't we don't yeah, want to say it, too much. It's been released pretty recently. I think it's more of a family story trying to come together. It's just set in this world where super dire consequences are happening all around them. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel about the way electronic devices are represented in this movie? Do you mean the way they're always on their phones and yeah. doing stuff and yeah, yeah well it's it's pretty accurate every time i look around i see you and Linnea that you on your phone you weren't there for the one scene at the beginning but it reminded me so much like of you because the family was all just sitting together in the room and they're looking at their phones and the dad was the only one not looking at the phones and he was like can everyone just stop looking at their phones and make eye contact that would be me like i was like that's literally dad yeah that is true. That's because I'm old. <laughs> I remember the days before we sat around and looked at our phones. Like when we're all having family movie night, me and mom and Evan are just looking at our phones, and then dad's like, oh, are we, am I the only one watching the movie? Yeah, that happens so often. I, I'm i sitting there watching, you know, the, we pick out a movie, and we're eating pizza, and I'm watching the movie, and I look over, and everyone is just sitting on the couch staring at their phone. Like, what the heck? What? Why are we even watching a movie if you're watching your phone? Do both at the same time, Dad. Can you, though? Really? Yes. Yes, we can. Really? I think I'm going to have to start giving quizzes after we watch movies to see if you're <laughs> oh, paying okay. attention. Oh, okay. We can do that. So what I really like about the way that electronics are portrayed in this movie is that, you know, like, you have the dad side where he just thinks, oh, why are these electronics taking over everybody's life? But you also have Katie's side where she's she, like, loves electronics, and you get to see all these amazing things that she does with them. So it's not just one-sided like it is in a ton of movies where all oh, these these things are taking over everybody's life and they're horrible and oh my god everybody should stop using them. And you you have both of the opinions on them. And that's what I really like about that. Yeah, that's good. Good point. Good observation. So what do you think of the animation? I really like the animation. It reminded me a lot of like Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, the same people who produced that produced this movie as well. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah, they're they're really good at just adding these little things to the background that makes the movie cooler. Mm-hmm. Like Into the Spider Verse, they added like these more comicy things, and then this movie they added probably something that Katie would like add to the background. I like that they some uh, they sometimes just like put emojis in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in Into the 3D movie, there would be squiggles and and reaction lines and things that were 2D 
as if you're watching it on a page or something or it's or it's in her head or something like that. It, it's kind of interesting, yeah, interesting see, way to do it. You see her little bits of animation that she does and I feel like that would be something that she would make. She would do the documentary but she would add all those little things to the background. It was very uh very vivid, very colorful animation. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, I like that the like I liked how all the, like there's the neon shading and like all the you know colors. <laughs> all the colors. All, all the, colors the colors were used in this movie. <laughs> no colors were not used in the making of this movie. So do you, any of you have questions? So here's my question. Did this movie seem really familiar to you? What do you mean? Well, so when we watched this movie, all I could think of is I'd seen this before. And do you two remember a movie called Next Gen? Oh, yeah, that movie. Which was also a movie on Netflix. Came out in 2018. I don't remember that. Has a main character who's a girl. There's I, there's this... I, I just watched the trailer today just to refamiliarize myself with it. I mean, it, it's the same and yet different. So the main character's a girl. She has a dog, just like this family has a dog. The dog almost looks the same. It's about a robot. <laughs> You know, this movie is about robots, and in fact, they eventually have two that follow with them, but I'm not going to give away too much because that's spoilers. But almost scene for scene, there's this whole scene where there's a creator, sort of the Steve Jobs type, who comes out with a phone. They talk about there's going to be this great upgrade. The robots go crazy. It, it's almost exactly identical to that story, and I, I just kept thinking, <laughs> I've seen this before. Except in that... In that movie, it was like the parents who didn't like the rope, or it was the parents who really liked the robot and the girl who didn't. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It was it was reversed a little, and and in that movie, I don't know. It, it's hard to talk about believability. I want to say I want I want to believe that one more than this one. This one was so earth shatteringly, it, it, like it spanned the globe immediately, whereas that other movie, the next gen, it was just. I mean, there were these robots running around, but it was only like a city kind of thing, mm-hmm. which I found much more believable, if if you can call a robot apocalypse believable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just It just really felt odd to me watching this movie because so much of it just felt like it was a next spinoff of that movie, which I had already seen. <laughs> so just wondering if you guys thought of that at all. So on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate this movie? Well, I would rate this movie like um, a 7 or 8 out of 10. The movie was fun. There were lots of funny moments in it. As I mentioned, I liked most of the voice cast other than the the brother, who I thought his voice should have been younger. Uh, the animation was good, I, but I don't know. It just it didn't quite click with me the way I think it clicked with most people, so I'm going to give it maybe a 6.5 out of 10. I'm going to give an 8 out of 10. I liked it a lot. So All right, is it sounds time good. for fortune cookies? Is it? Is it time for fortune cookies? It is. It's time for fortune cookies! Okay, so mine says, he who gets the credits gets the blame. I know. He who gets the credit? The credits. Credits. He who gets the credits gets the blame. Yeah, <laughs> Basically, all I can think of when I see this is, like, <laughs> Star Wars, because their currency is, like, credits. So I, I just think of, <laughs> like, if there are a bunch of people doing a bounty hunting quest together, and they all actually don't want to do it, but one person gets the credits, and they're, li- and they're like, dude, why? I don't want you to get the credits. 
So he he got the credit, so he got blamed. I think they mean like if you're if you're like doing a school project, and then you just say that it was this one person who did all the work, and if your project is bad, then it's going to be that person who's blamed. Yeah, yeah, that's what I I think. I do like Evan's interpretation of a Star Wars fortune, though. <laughs> that would be good. I, I wish they had Star Wars fortunes. That would be kind of fun. It would all just be Yoda. So. Uh, I'll go next. You guys are going to love this fortune. I don't even know if I understand it, but uh, I'm going to read it. If you want to win anything, a race, yourself, your life, you have to go a little berserk. <laughs> wow. That is has to be one of the oddest fortunes I have ever opened. Oh, my gosh. What? If you want to win anything, a race, yourself, your life, you have to go a little berserk. I don't, I don't, think, that, I don't think that is that really necessary. <laughs> Sometimes what you if just you're need to go to win a, a not berserk. going berserk challenge. Then, well, yeah. then I guess that fortune won't apply. <laughs> all right, Linnea, you have the final one. In all matters of opinion, you always say it better. You wow. keep reading them in those voices. Can you can you read them in a normal voice, Linnea? In all matters of opinion, you always say it better. Well, I mean, you did just... <laughs> See, you just said it better. <laughs> Thanks, Linnea, for those fun voices. Thank Dad for being my dad. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and thank you for listening. As always, you can check us out on the web at lunchboxreaction.net. You can check us out on Twitter at lunchboxreaction. Thanks to my co-host, Linnea. Goodbye. And Brian. So long. And see you next week at the lunch table.